Today's episode of the Buffalo Beat is brought to you by Game Time. All right, everybody, time for a little quiz. Do you think Bill's tickets are cheaper three weeks or three hours before the game? You can find that answer with Game Time, the ticket buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue. It can save you some serious cash as well. Game Time is the leader in last-minute tickets. You can pick your deal, see the view from where you're sitting, and buy in two taps. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download Game Time in the App Store or Google Play. Work that clock to your advantage and score those last-minute tickets. All right, everybody, what's going on? Joe Biscalia here on another episode of The Buffalo Beat, and this is our preview episode where the Bills will be going up against the Miami Dolphins. The Bills, of course, 4-1 and on the season. The Dolphins 0-5 after a, uh, a gut punch of a loss last week to Washington. Nah, I don't know. I mean, Fitzpatrick came in, led two scoring plays, and... Their two-point conversion try with basically no time left on the clock. They decided a wide receiver screen to Kenyon Drake, and it just didn't look great. But anyway, be it as it may, we are here to break down the matchup between the Bills and the Dolphins in which the Bills are looking to go 5-1, and one, where they are, what I last saw, 17-point favorites in this game. With me, as always, Matthew Fairburn. Uh, and Matthew, this is a game, and we'll get into our Shaq Lawson meditation hour later, but this is a game that should not have much flair for the dramatics, I don't think. I don't think so. I think the only interesting part is, you know, whether they'll be able to convincingly blow them out, right? I mean the manner in which they win will be probably the most noteworthy part of the game because I just, of course, anything can happen any week in the NFL, but thinking about the Bills losing to the Dolphins this weekend seems unlikely. Uh, They're 17-point favorites for a reason. Last time they were this heavy a favorite was 1992 against the Jets. Was that the year you were born? That was the year I was born. Man, look at me with the Fairburn facts. They were also 16.5-point favorites the week before. You know what's amazing? They lost both games. Wow. The Colts and then the Jets. They were back-to-back games where they were 16.5-point or greater favorites, and they lost both games. And those were the the good Super Bowl teams. The, that they were. The, uh, the big boys. The glory years. So... It's not to say it can't happen, but I will say that this is it's a bit different when a really good team is constantly two score favorites and they lose a couple as opposed to the Bills who I don't think have been recognized by Vegas yet as a really good team, maybe just a good team, but the reason the spread is as big as it is, is because the Dolphins are one of the worst teams in NFL history. So that makes it a little bit different when you're thinking of 
you know, whether the Bills could be on upset alert. It just, I've looked for some reasons, and they're hard to come by mm-hmm. uh, on that Dolphins team. They have a few players here and there on defense, uh, on offense, a few guys that can play, but they have stripped that roster down to the studs, and it is, it's a complete mess. Yes. So, really, the only story is, are they going to give the Bills any trouble? And what does that say about the Bills if they do? Or can the Bills be the team people think they are and win this game by two scores, whether they cover the spread or not, and you know have a convincing, convincing victory? Yeah. Other than that, I mean, it's it's one of the it's almost an extra bye week. <laughs> it it's for fans it, at least. I mean, of course, the team's got to prepare and they got to show up. I mean, you can't just roll the ball out and it's also interesting that at every turn the leaders on this bills team because i made it a point on wednesday to just go in and listen to some of the more vocal guys and of course sean mcdermott and every single one of them were just i guess waxing poetic about what this dolphins team has done and with mcdermott what i thought was oddly hilarious was when he said this team doesn't beat themselves by taking penalties <laughs> i mean he he went on to say that this is this is uh you know still a good football team they've they don't been, really they, need to beat themselves they, they've the, been in the it the other teams right. are doing a damn good job of that exactly. for exactly <laughs> they've been in it at, until halftime every single one of these games and i'm like Dear God, <laughs> I know you got. I know you're trying to keep your edge against a team that's zero and five, and that's quite visibly to everyone outside of the Miami Dolphins locker room tanking. But I mean, but still, I, I I get where they're coming from. I I understand that they're trying to keep their edge, but to that point, they're they're trying to not have a down week because of it. You know what's interesting? Jordan Burroughs uh, was on – he was actually talking to the team today, and he was on uh, Tim Graham's show yesterday on 1270 The Fan, and he brought up an interesting point when we asked about the idea of what the Bills are doing, right, trying to prepare for an inferior opponent because it's certainly something that he's not unfamiliar with. And – he brought up an interesting point, which almost runs counter to a lot of what Sean McDermott and some of these guys have preached, but he said the best thing for him sometimes was to focus on his big-picture goals, focus on what where he wanted to be and you know winning gold medals so that you don't let things slip. Let that be your motivation. Let that be your opponent because – the Bills almost have to to think that themselves, right? They have to sit here and say, all right, regardless, we you can try to play the mental gymnastics of convincing yourself that the Dolphins are as worthy opponent as any other that you've played. But it's hard to convince yourself of that when, you know, these guys watch film, these guys know what's what's happening around the league. They they know this team is tanking in, in a lot of respects. But if they sit there and say, all right, well, we don't want to be the team that loses to the Dolphins, first of all. And B, we don't want to be a team that now has to make up ground in the playoff picture because we lost to the Dolphins. You know, So it's a division game. It's a conference game. 
the more you keep the preparation the same, the better off you'll be in the sense of showing up, taking care of business, and hopefully being able to put the starters on ice by the fourth quarter. And that would be the hope. And I know, I know it all starts with the one guy that we've devoted a lot of time on this podcast to since they drafted him, and that being Josh Allen. And this is one of those games where things are looking pretty promising for him. I mean, they the Bills did have somewhat of a setback, and John Brown, um, their top receiver, it seems like he might have done something to flare up his a groin injury um, on Wednesday. He was limited again on Thursday. And so we'll have to see if he's available to them or how much he's available to them. But even if he isn't, this is still a, an opponent that does not inspire a lot of confidence for the, for the Dolphins. I mean, they might be without Rashad Jones, who is their top safety, one of their top defenders, and he has not participated in practice each of the first two days. Um, Xavier Howard, who is, you know, arguably their best defender, um, the cornerback, he didn't play last week. He was a limited participant. Um, at practice, so whether or not he'll be able to get back, we'll have to see. And then, even past that, their defense, their their secondary is not good. I mean, they're uh, Eric Rowe, who is their other starting cornerback. He cannot turn and run with anybody. Um, gosh, I have to go back to my notes. I I can't even remember their their cornerbacks by name. That's how that's how much they have ripped this. Um, Ken Webster was the guy who filled in for Xavier Howard, and he got torched by Terry McLaurin last week. Um, they've got someone named Wiltz and someone named Needham uh, <laughs> as cornerbacks on this team. Ooh, uh, I suppose I would have to really go through and like type out some names, but you could definitely play a, is this a Dolphin or is this not a Dolphin game? And I would probably lose. I, w- I would I would give you like sixty percent. I think you could get sixty percent of them. Like it's, it's some of these names are just like, uh, I'm sorry, what? Who <laughs> who is that? So and that's that's the defense. So for Josh Allen, the opportunity to take advantage of this team, could he finally get that vaunted three hundred yard mark against this team? The counterpoint to that is, will this game be matter long enough? for him to actually get to the 300-yard mark. But at the very least, he should have one of those games where it's a no-doubter, and he should be one of the better players on the field for them and not have those mental gaps because this is not an opponent. They don't get a pass rush either. So what are they good at? The answer is not a lot. I mean... They're good at losing. Christian, Christian Wilkins is pretty good. He's probably their best one who's guaranteed to play in this game. It's number 49, Iguavone, is solid. He, he kind of stood out. But, gosh, if Jones and Howard don't play, oh, my goodness, there's no excuses for Josh Allen here. I think, and that is probably what will be the focal point on Sunday is, how does this offense look? I think yeah. it's pretty safe to say that the Bills' defense will be able to handle Ryan Fitzpatrick and – a lackluster supporting cast, uh, one of the worst offensive lines 
ever. If not the worst offensive line in the league. Oh, it's definitely the worst offensive line. However, (laughs) however long. I wonder where they they sit in offensive line uh, DVOA. I'm sure it's right near the bottom, um, if not the bottom. It is astounding watching them play. The Jets are actually. Oh, that's that's just for. Oh no, that's the whole thing. The Bills actually have a really solid um, run blocking. Uh, I believe it. Great on there. Um, but anyways, absolute awful offensive line. Down near the bottom of the league, no matter how you measure it. Run blocking, pass blocking. The defense shouldn't be much of a question. If Ryan Fitzpatrick puts a scare into them, that would be somewhat funny because it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes. Um, As he's prone to do every be, once in a while. I don't know if it would be major cause for concern long term. I think it would be a little bit of a cause for concern if the offense can't get out of its little funk in in some regards in terms of scoring points, putting up yards. Devin Singletary presumably back uh, with two full practices so far this week. Yeah. You know, all the pieces are in place for this to be a nice jumping off point for them heading into a tougher matchup against the Eagles. I, I you You would need – to see Allen look like he's better than everyone else on that on that Dolphins secondary, just because the opportunity is is there. If the cornerback play is substandard, which which it has been, and if John Brown's available, heck, even if he's not, Robert Foster is available in that spot. Hit Robert Foster on a deep throw. Put that on tape and make teams account for it. Because right now, teams don't respect that from the Bills. They don't respect the down-the-field game because they haven't been able to hit anything down the field. So you put that on tape and be able to show that flexibility, that's that's where you can start to make some headway for your future opponents. And that that's all a part of this as well. But these matchups are there for the taking for him. And this should be... He's not going to get into a lot of pass-rushing trouble against this against this defensive line unless it's of his own doing where he runs out of the pocket and then oops there's Taco Charlton which by the way Taco Charlton's on the team it's not that good but he's not he's out there got a couple sacks yeah he's not that great um the team has a total of 5 i think and he has yeah. two uh one of their starters is Avery Moss um who has been a DNP the last two in the last two practices. Like I said, their best defensive lineman is Christian Wilkins. But, I mean, all you have to do is key on him with a couple of guys, and that, that pretty much rules him out. And what what is the rest of the, the defensive line doing? So, if unless Josh Allen is running into pressure and creating pressure on his own doing, then he should have a pretty easy time of it in the pocket, which he should have high percentage completions. Um, he should be able to find a better depth of target against the secondary. And it's a it's a man coverage team, too. So it's not even as though he's going to have to pick his spots against his own. It, I mean, I think I counted, let's see, 22-6 to six, uh, man coverages to zone coverages against Washington last week. So, that, I mean, there's, there's so much evidence here for where Josh Allen should, maybe not, Breakout. You can't break out against the Dolphins, but you can certainly have everything 
I, I guess just short of a breakout because he, he should he should dominate this game against this opponent. I don't I don't see anything wrong with saying that with how he played against Tennessee and their level of opponent. This should be a dominant effort from Josh Allen. It should be, and if it's not, then then we should we have something to talk about. Yeah, that's the expectation. I think is that. Just look at what other quarterbacks have done to this Miami Dolphins team uh, and made it look easy uh, in the process. I mean, 30 points should be the the expectation. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, you can pretty much count on the defense to hold them under 10, I would think. I'd be really surprised if they didn't. And, you know, the Bills should be able to be in the high 20s, low 30s in points. I mean, so many teams have done it already this year against this Dolphins team. So it's I, it's one of those weird games where I think you can learn something from every game, right? You know, and we have a tendency to do that with 16 games and you you want to take something away from every one. It feels like this could be a game where you don't learn a tremendous amount um, because – most likely we're not going to see one of two extremes because we haven't yet seen a cut-and-dry Bills performance. Mm -hmm. We're probably not going to see Josh Allen fall flat on his face and Ryan Fitzpatrick shock the world, which would teach us a lot. Mm -hmm. But we're probably not going to see them do what the Ravens did to the Dolphins and have Josh Allen have a Lamar Jackson-type performance uh, you know, in week one. So... The reality will probably fall somewhere in the middle, and where it falls will still be, um, you know, worth taking note of and worth learning things from. But when a team is this bad and actively trying to be this bad, mm -hmm. it definitely makes it uh, a little bit weirder of a game to evaluate everybody on the field and figure out where they're at coming out of the bye week because this is as bad an opponent as they've played in years yeah and they get them twice um i think the reason why the the spread is as large as it is is because of how this miami offense matches up against this bills defense because the bills can still cover and only beat them 20 to nothing and it is very much within the realm of possibilities that this Bills defense could shut out the Miami offense. It's it's not a good unit. I mean, you brought up the offensive line. It is it is in flux, is a kind way of saying it, I think. Um, their starting center, Kilgore, who is also their best offensive lineman, um, he has not practiced each of the first two days of the week. So, and then they might move... Their right guard, Evan Baum, inside to center, and he's not good in order to start a rookie at right guard next to a right tackle who is one of one of the, um, I guess, less sophisticated <laughs> offensive linemen I've ever seen play. I'm going to be a little nice in that respect. Their left guard's a rookie, Dieter, from Wisconsin. If you, Maybe if you remember that name from draft year, he's had a rough go of it. Their left tackle, Webb, has not been good at all. So that's five, count them up, five weaknesses at the offensive line out of five. But I think how Ryan Fitzpatrick helps the Dolphins is he gets the ball out pretty quickly. That's always been his M.O. 
and he's helped reduce those pressures. So it's going to be on the Bills' defensive line to be able to get through and tear down the offensive line rather quickly to manufacture the sacks that have you know been somewhat evading them this year. But I think a commonality with a lot of their opponents is they've been getting out the ball quickly. I remember Brady was doing it super quickly. Dalton got the ball out really quickly. Eli Manning got the ball out uh, really quickly. Mariota really didn't. Um, no, that's not his thing. No, he it's hangs not. back there, and he doesn't yeah. have the best offensive line, but he doesn't do them a lot of favors. No. Um, this is going to be an interesting, you know, I, I don't doubt really anything about the Bills' defense in this game. Like, I Maybe it's naive to think they're incapable of letting down, but I think on that side of the ball as opposed to on offense, they have so many leaders and so many mature guys that have been through a lot of games in the NFL. And to me that matters in a game like this where I think overall as a team you wonder about the maturity going into a game like this and being able to handle being a – 16 and a half 17 point favorite whatever it may be but I don't worry about that on defense because they have too many guys that are just steady as as they go you know Micah Hyde Lorenzo Alexander even Tremaine Edmonds at such a young age um, is so steady week to week and then you've got Jerry Hughes and Tredavious White's been around so they have enough there where you don't think the Dolphins are going to catch those guys napping, not to mention Leslie Frazier as their, co- you know, their coordinator. And um, it's more on the offensive side of the ball where you're, you wonder if they've got the maturity to really uh, stick it to the Dolphins and, you know, take care of business, which I expect, I quite frankly, expect them to do. Um, and I think most people will be expecting them to do it. Fans, you know, they get to you know spend a little extra time in the parking lots probably aren't as worried about getting in the door for kickoff and probably aren't as um stressed out heading Mm -hmm. into the game and hopefully get to enjoy an offensive output so it's a a light week for them but it, it really is important i think for this bills team to come out and and win convincingly to maintain some confidence that they can do it start a strong start in both the first quarter and the third quarter the third quarter has been such a bugaboo for them this year quite odd Allen's stats in the third quarter outside of i think the patriots game was was the only one where he I, i know i had this somewhere in one of my observations i did um but he was just he has not been good in the third quarter whatsoever this season and this Bills offense really hasn't been. They haven't put up points, and it's really put their team and their defense in a tough spot. So start off the halves really well. I mean, I don't think it's that much to ask against an opponent like this, and it could definitely help have uh, positive impacts for you down the line if you know that you can start off strong for a second half um, and just dominate an opponent from, from start to finish. That. Wins come in all different shapes and sizes. And for the Bills, it's been one type of winning. It has been close games, basically pulled the game out of the end. The only one that would not fall under that distinction is the New York Giants game. And even that one was into some question, because I think the Giants pulled it in within one score at one point in that game. Again, because of the third quarter. 
So, yeah, this is dominate from start to finish. And I don't know that you have to learn that to win that way, too. If you want to be a successful team, dominate the opponents you're supposed to dominate. And don't let any sort of doubt creep in. Because the moment you do, and even against that Giants team, because that Giants team was not good that day. Especially that was right before they had made a quarterback change. And the quarterback change has really sparked them. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I think you're right in the sense of I, I think it's almost as important in those walls as it is outside. You know, I don't know that it's, you know, all wins count the same. This isn't college football where there's strength of schedule or anything like that. Like a win's a win. Outside perception doesn't get you any points in the standings either. But. I would worry about the psyche of the team if they can't put put this team away convincingly. You worry about the confidence of the team if they can't dominate the Miami Dolphins and where that might send their focus and things like that, all these things that, that do matter uh, as you head into the second half of the season. So an opportunity to really find themselves – on offense and get back on track on that side of the ball and defensively just take care of business and really they should just blow the doors off. Yeah, they should. I think this is going to be a big Devin Singletary game. I do. Get him, get the rookie rolling in the right direction. He's had a full month off since his hamstring injury. The time has come to unleash him once again and I think uh, against this Dolphins front being able to utilize him in that way is, uh, I I don't think they're going to have any problems there. And for him, um, I'm looking at him and them not really being able to handle speed to the edge all that well. I think that this could be a, a pretty pretty strong day for him. It, just to, for the, the offense in totality, it should be. I mean, if Josh Allen goes down with an injury, I think that's really the only way this thing becomes starts to become into question. But if Allen's in there from start to finish, this should... It should, and I know Bills fan, some Bills fans out there and be like, guys, do not set me up for this. Do not set me up for this huge failure to where, you know, it's it's the year that they lost to the Steelers' backups all over again to miss out on the playoffs. It's not going to be that. This Miami team is bad. It would not Trust be me. the end of their playoff chances if they lost. It would not. But... Man, would that shatter the confidence of not only their locker room, but everybody outside of their locker the room. The balloon would pop. Yeah, that would not be not be good. Would not be an ideal situation. I I like you, what I went into watching the dolphin stuff and I was like, they can't be that bad, right? They can't they can't be that bad. There's not much there. No, there's not. And Hubbard I, is bare. They're trying to. And the thing, the thing that makes it worse is watching them against Washington, who pretty bad themselves and almost blew that game that they shouldn't have blown the game. And even then, Miami wasn't winning in a lot of their matchups against Perhaps a team that Bills does not have a lot of should talent. Allow the Dolphins to win so that they don't get their man at quarterback. Perhaps a little uh, reverse. Wow. Long, play the long game. Gamesmanship. Make sure they don't get to a Tagliavola and 
Good on you for trying that. Uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. I could be wrong. Probably I'm wrong. Uh, Tua, make sure they don't get him. Let them have one. Wow. Flirt with destiny. Could you imagine Sean going into that locker room and be like, all right, boys. Uh, We're going to throw this one. Change your plans. This <laughs> Alabama quarterback looks pretty good. Uh, we don't want him in our division. Uh, so, hey, Tremaine, if you're about to pick off a pass from Fitz, just drop it. It's just it's tip cool. it to the other team. Yeah, no, yeah, let him let him have it. Let let uh, Preston Williams go for one fifty. Gosh, there's just I I can't even t- like the one the one guy that stood out on offense to me was Walton, the the running back, and he seemed to have I mean, a little he's bit been juice to him. in practice, right? <laughs> <laughs> like Preston Williams. I know he's a fun story and had a nice preseason and everything. Not a great route runner. And he also, when Rosen was in the game at least, he was he was just giving up on run blocking. Uh, Parker's was a first-round pick. That's all I can say for Devontae Parker. He's just he's way below expectations and is does not gain all that much separation. So And then Dalton Smythe, does that do anything for you at tight end? Tell you what, uh, Mike Jasicki, the from Penn State, he made a hell of a catch at the end of that game. It was probably his best play as a pro, but whew, man, are we reaching? It's a rough squad. Case in point, if you can't tell, the Bills should really win this game. They should. So I think that's a that's a natural progression to the Shaq Lawson meditation prediction hour. Uh, Matthew Fairburn, I'll let you lead it off. The spread is seventeen. The Bills are favored and they're at home what happens i'm taking the bills to win and cover the spread uh which it's a hell of a spread i did not think i'd be picking the bills with a 17 point spread against anybody but i did not see i think i would see a team as bad as the dolphins are yeah and that's as much about this pick is as much about them as it is the bills but i do think this will be a good chance for the Bills to get back on track and kind of, as an offense, uh, you know, I keep saying, people are probably wondering why I keep saying get back on track. They're 4-1. Mm-hmm. As an offense, find mm-hmm. themselves, get back on track, and, you know, start heading in the right direction, going into the teeth of their schedule, um, which is still probably about a month away. But they've got some tough games sprinkled in and need to use these tune-ups uh, to their advantage, and I think they will, I'll say. 26 to 6. Wow. You almost picked my score to a T. Um, I am also going to pick the Bills to win and to cover in this game. They should win it very comfortably. Um, Josh Allen and company should be able to move the ball down the field efficiently enough. Um, I also landed on 26 points for the Bills. Uh Two touchdowns and four field goals. So that's six scoring possessions for the Bills, which, you know, if they change one of those field goals into a touchdown, then you're at 30 points. So Good week for Steven Hauschka in fantasy. There you go. So I am going to take them 26-3 to with the Dolphins driving at the end of the game to try and get a backdoor cover. <laughs> because if it ends up 26-10... Dolphins make a lot of people unhappy. And I couldn't put it past old Fitzy boy. And it always 
so many of these games, you watch on Sunday, look at the spreads, and they all end up right around that number, with, yep. with a few exceptions, right. but they end up so close. Mm-hmm. Like that Lions-Packers game, I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many of them that are just like, man, how did they know that number? The Jets was a small number, and some people were kind of, what's up with that? And there, there it was. I think, you know? the, I think the Chiefs game this week is a small number against the Broncos. I think it, they're only like three-point favorites. I don't mind the Broncos either. At home, that's just like a weird, you right. know. That, and that's the thing. Anytime I see a spread like that, I think, eh, they want you to think it's an easy one mm-hmm. for the Chiefs. So right. it's, uh, that's where it's tricky. But, yeah, I bet this will hang right around that spread for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, ultimately it'll be whether – Fitzpatrick is still standing at the end of the game and able to execute the backdoor cover. If the if the Bills um, get into the thirty plus points realm, I think it's done. Yeah, massive. No, I'm just like massive success for them because that's really been the one thing that has been missing for them. And so, if you want encouragement outside of just a victory, which should happen, it's the offense looking the part from start to finish, not having those just rip out your hair moments that they're prone to do every once in a while and then you know just just dominate get 30 plus points it's not that much of an ask from an nfl offense and one that is going up against a defense that is going to be severely shorthanded by their own doing and by injury as well so it's all in front of the bills now they just have to go out and execute and get to that 5-1 record that that they should have by the end of this weekend all right. Any final thoughts from you? I think think that'll do it. Yeah. We'll see you guys on Sunday, and could probably record the show or part of it now if we wanted to. But we could try. Just, but you just never know in the NFL. So who knows what we'll be talking just, about? Just on just say that Ryan Fitzpatrick over and over again. Man, that thing Ryan Fitzpatrick did. <laughs> I can't get over it. And how about Josh Allen? Woo. Oh, boy. All right. That's going to do it for us. Um, and if you want some more uh, some more thoughts on this game, you can uh, do yourself a favor and head over to the Athletic Podcast Network and listen to Football Fact Check, which, is, uh, which features the host Dave Damashek, and he scours the NFL each week for everything, oddities, absurdities, once-in-a-lifetime moments, everything, and gives you the recaps you didn't know you needed to hear. And if you head to his most recent podcast, the NFL Week 7 Picks uh, and Jalen Ramsey Trade Review, and you'll see he's got a little section on the Dolphins taking on the Bills around the 15-minute mark. So be sure to listen to that. And uh, if you listen to us um, by way of Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever have you, please be sure to rate and subscribe to the Buffalo Beat if you could. Um, but that uh, that should do it for us. Okay, so next time we will speak with you, we'll be at New Era Field after the game in which the Bills should beat the Dolphins. Whether they do or whether they do it convincingly enough, we shall see. All right, everyone. Talk to you on Sunday. See you then.